Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Me and Matt, you know, over the past couple of weeks have sat down and talked about it pretty significantly every day and, and when things change and stuff. So, you know, we'll, we'll get together sometime Friday morning and, and start that process, but it's been ongoing the whole time. That's Brian Gutekunst, Packers general manager. This is the Wendy's Big Show, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Listen to us on 1250 AM or on the free radio.com app. Yes, free Free streaming. Isn't that a great thing? Also, if you have one of these smart speakers, an Alexa, maybe an Echo, a Google Home, all you say is, Alexa, play the fan Milwaukee. We got them all. Boom. And Playing 105.7 FM, the fan on the radio.com She sounds app. way better than that. Sounds way. awesome, doesn't she? I told you me and my son did that and had them all arguing with each other. Crazy, man. You're a I crazy recorded man. I'm going to send it to you. That's why we bring in Mike Clemens. He's the more mature one of us here on the <laughs> yeah. fan staff. I don't know about Gary Ellerson is correct. <laughs> Your Packers GM, Brian Gutekunst, every time he's got to do something tough, yeah. mm-hmm, he brings up Ted Thompson's name and he did yeah. it again today. Sure did. He brought it up. Yeah. To, hey, why'd you cut Josh Jones, man? You know, I mean, yeah. this is a guy that you brought. You came down here three years ago, draft night, and said, we are very excited about this because basically we're saying, we got ha-ha Clinton Dix, and then we'll bring in this kid, and then when Morgan Burnett moves on, we'll have two really big, tall athletic safeties, and here we are in, in within less than a year, and they're both gone, you know, after a first and second round pick. But anyway, so good observation from Gary. Today was uh, the last day of training camp. Right? Wow, yeah. 20 practices, four preseason games still. Uh, if you're a 23-year-old football, you know, forget about Aaron Rodgers or Tremont. If you're a 23-year-old running back, linebacker, def- lineman, mm-hmm. how do you get ready for a 16-game season with only 20 days in pads? Because when I started doing this, I asked McGinn this, Bob McGinn. Had some lunch with him, by the way. Came up. Who paid? He did. That's my guy. Yeah, that's my guy. So, yeah. <laughs> Is that a surprise? Because you know Mike got to go We were, we were talking about Rodgers' first year, 2005. He said, Mike, do you know how many practices we had in 2005? 43 plus a, work, a, a, a walkthrough. 43, two-a-days, mm. two-a-days. Now, Leroy, you had two-a-days mm-hmm. for, for at least the first two or three weeks under Holmgren. Gary, you had two-a-days for a month, Yeah. sometimes three-a-days. Yeah. Was that a waste of your youth, a waste of your time? I don't know what it was a waste of, but you were just so used to it because that's what you did in high school. I mean, you did it in high school. That's how you were in high school. In high school, we had three-a-days because in, in the middle of the day, we did special teams. This stuff goes all the way back to the 40s in boot camp. Right. Like, you so know, you're, you know, you're 24-7 yeah, out there, no foods, you know, a survival, literally survival for your life. And mm-hmm. so we're going to run you like a Marine all day long, right? Just, what do you think? Did, I mean, did you improve as a player at 23 because you were out there five, six hours a day in pads? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I'll be honest. The transition from Gary's 
era to mine, I, I look forward to not practicing. Yeah. I'll be, I, cause we would have it on the board, pad days, shorts, and then the, the, the league and the, um, the union got together and say, listen, no hitting on certain days. Right. They said certain days. So just do short yards and goal line on Thursday. Yeah. On Friday, use shoulder pads and shorts. That's kind of get the best shoulder. of both worlds. And then when training camp, we would break training camp that first time, the first year or two, hunger, remember we had training camp, we broke like late. And then we start breaking late, earlier and earlier. With two preseason games to go, you go back home. The veterans, you can go live home. Everybody else stay in the dorm. Now you're getting in the routine of being, you know, a player and things like that. Say, you know what? We only did red zone seven times this whole summer. Normally we would do it 56 times. Yeah. And it was just different. And you still, though, every once in a while, you had a kind of a gauntlet drill where, you know, you had to try and wrap up Travis Jervie or something yep, like that, yep, right? Run yep. into Dorsey and try yep. and bring him down. Quick right? whistle. We used to call it quick whistle. So, but, you know, you got uh, Dexter Williams, who's just now maybe kind of got the feel for mm-hmm. for pressing the hole is what they want with this outside zone. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you guys' input on that. I don't know, because I, I just, I'm looking at this. These guys, they, some of these practices this month were 90 minutes. And then it's five, six hours in a classroom watching the, video. The average time on the on the practice that I read earlier today was under two hours. And everyone thought that Mike McCarthy's was so cutting edge when his average in his last two year was Two and like, a half. Right, two and a half. And, yeah. and started scaling back to going two a day, one a day, two yeah. a day. Now yeah, that's completely off the sheet. They had the iPads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We had just notebooks. And then you would spend more time. Uh, we used to have a, a stat guy. I forgot that guy's name, Mike. I forgot his name. He was our stat guy, analytics guy. He'd tell us he wanted so many hours in the classroom, so many hours on the field, uh-huh. and so many hours in the weight room. And then they tried to get away from that. I was a guy that liked to study, you know, in pretty much on the chalkboard. Uh-huh. You hit the field, you got to know it right away. So they say, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to spend less time on the field, more time in the classroom. And guys were sleeping, passing gas, yeah. texting. Yeah. Texting was big back then when it first But that's came because out. you've been out on the field yeah. for five hours. Yeah, you're tired. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gary, you know, you're trying to get Dexter Williams and Ty Summers, oh to, you know, trying to get Ty to wrap up on tackles. And this week they started doing some drills where they were tackling dummies. The, the defensive linemen were tackling each other and using those big, those big cushions that they sure. got years ago when they were working on the cut blocking. Is that and enough I, for these guys? Yeah, I, I tell you what. Uh, just even in our Little League program, we did no hitting. No, no live Oklahoma hitting. drills. None of that. None of that. No. Everything was on air or, or dummies. We, we did not touch a human being at all. But that is everywhere. That that's, is that's the new, the new football. Play 60 NFL Every, kinds of things? Yeah, they they back on concussions uh, Mike Golick, him and his wife, this stuff. Is everywhere. You don't touch anybody. I mean, if, if you've got if you've got coaches right now going live, that's kind of unheard of in today's today's new, climate. Yeah, new football. I mean, it, we just we don't touch anybody. I so, mean, it's just the way it is. I pose this question to two guys who don't need a snap in the preseason: Aaron Rodgers and Tremont Williams right. about this topic. Okay. When you came in 06? 06, 06, yeah. So in how many practices do you think we had here for camp in 2005? 2005. The answer is 43. I would just say probably maybe 40. 43. Wow. Including a walkthrough. Uh, you had 20. And, and I, listen, I understand 
that when you've got unscripted practices and Petten and Lafleur going at each other, you and Aaron Rodgers don't. I mean, that's better for you than some of these snaps in a preseason game where it's right. vanilla. I get that. But this league is made up of 23, 23-year-old dudes that are running backs and linebackers and linemen that need to learn how to get through a 16-game season. Is this system with 20 practices and five, six hours a day in meeting, does that get you ready for a 16-game season? It has to. Um, you know, it just, it just is what it is at this point. It has to get you ready. Um, you have to figure out what it is that you have to do to get yourself ready for a 16 game. Maybe that practice don't get you fully there. Maybe you have to do some things after practice. Maybe you need to get extra running in. Maybe you need to do extra film study or whatever to kind of get affiliated, you know, with being ahead of the ball game um, until you're able to get on the field and start to get those snaps during the season and kind of get adjusted to it from that point. Thank you, Tremont. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Yes, Tremont Williams. He's saying, look, man, it is what it is now. But this is the thing. And I saw one executive in a story I read earlier today, uh, of course, unnamed because it's always unnamed, uh, talking about the fact that he could see eventually coming down to where they're just going to run two or three scrimmages during training camp and they'll just eliminate exhibition games uh, in general across the board. And you're just going to evaluate guys on scrimmages and that's it. And you'll be able to have fans come and watch scrimmages or whatever so they can still make a couple dollars here yeah, and there. Bill O'Brien said, why don't you televise this stuff? Wouldn't I want to see DeAndre Hopkins going up yeah. against... Darius Slay, you, show or, or Devin you know what the league's got to do? Right. It's got to bring back minor league football some way. Somehow, well, the XFL's coming. That's where Andrew Luck will be playing. Once they make for more, his daddy Oliver. Once they start buying into the NCAA and they just start branching off with this TV title, that'll all happen. That's what's going to happen. You know, Oliver Luck is going to have Andrew come play in the XFL, and Eric Ebron is going to get frustrated because everybody doesn't love him like Leroy, and he'll go play in the XFL. So everything that Aaron Rodgers does, of course, he has to make it level four chess. Okay, sure. Because he's now spent 13 years going over film over and over and over again. And, you know, he's got all kinds of behaviors and tendencies on every player and he can even anticipate. And that's why it's really tough to be a 23 year old receiver to understand how am I supposed to catch up with you in 10 years of picking apart defenses and and picking out how defense is disguising. I mean, he's he has pro bowl defenders shaking in their boots because he has them figured out. He, they, he scares the hell out of defenders. And then last week he says, so, so this is the way he operates. Like, why do I want to go out there and get a torn ACL like Lamar Miller yep. or Jordy Nelson playing vanilla football? What good does that do me when this afternoon at practice, I got Mike Pettin throwing every exotic blitz at me. I can wear a red jersey, but that's the game that I need to be ready for, the mental game. At making reads, because I can do the rest of this stuff, and I and I don't need another hit for the rest of my life. Thank you. So I, you know what, I buy that from Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and, he, and he can show us how ready he'll be next week Thursday night in Chicago against perhaps the best defense in the National Football League. And so I said to Aaron, I, I buy that, but Aaron, this is a league of twenty-three year olds, running backs and linebackers that need to figure out how to get through a sixteen-game season and to wrap up and at this speed. And I said is what you just did with 20 practices, some of them 90 minutes, is that really enough to get these guys prepared? It has to be because that's a schedule. So, um, you know, there's always complaints from coaches or, uh, you know, third floor folks about uh, the time they get to spend with players. I think there's been a increased uh, accountability on both sides where the coaches have to figure out exactly how to reach the players 
and the players have to study even more on their own, and, and they have to take take their stuff home with them or make sure they're putting in extra time to be prepared. Because, you know, you think about uh, when I got in the league, you know, we were in here in uh, mid-March, and there were long days back then. There wasn't the same type of restrictions on hours, and you had a ton of time in the off-season program uh, working on the offense, and then OTAs was kind of like in June, and we always had a mini camp around uh, the draft. So there was a lot more time to get ready, and then you get to training camp, and you're doing double days really the first two weeks of, of training camp. Um, I think we've gotten a lot more efficient with taking care of our bodies, but the accountability and the onus has really increased on the players to be prepared on their own and the coaches to figure out the exact best way to reach uh, their players so that they can understand what they're trying to teach them. I buy that because in, in, the, in the days or two a days, what he's basically saying is Sherman had his standing around out there. He was sort of making it up as he went. Sure. You know, he's wasting our time. You know, th- th- these guys, a Matt LaFleur staff has got to be a lot more organized down to the minute about what we're going to cover and when we're going to cover it and that kind of thing. But that also as a player, you know, there's not much time for repeat. This isn't about anything other than protecting millions and millions of dollars from an owner perspective and making sure these fools don't get hurt and cost millions of dollars and not right. produce. That's what and this so is about. later on in the year. Right. That's what this is about. Back when Gary played, they didn't give a damn. Just go out there, we're going to ram your head into a wall. And because it's not a big deal, we're not paying you a ton of money. We're making way more than we're spending on you. Well, now the pie is like 50 50 almost. So now it becomes more of investment football. Mark my words, week one's going to be sloppy. It's going to be sloppy in the NFL. The key to the Bears game is the best squad on the field will be the Bears front, defensive front. Mm-hmm. Their front seven will be the best unit on the, on the field. Right. Mac, Hicks, Leonard, I mean, Fournette. I mean, mm-hmm. okay. So that's the, the challenges then on the Packers' offensive line. You know, I thought about this today. How often can you go 10 years with bookends like Chad Clifton and Mark Tauscher and then now have a second chapter? I mean, when you talk about the back-to-back quarterback situation you've had in Green Bay, to, go with, point. to go with Bulaga and Bakhtiari, probably Bulaga's last year. He's been here 10 years. I think David's now been there six or seven years. And I'm going to have an interview for you tomorrow uh, with uh, Bakhtiari to ask him. And speaking question. of Bakhtiari, he'll join us uh, throughout the football season again on the Wendy's Big Show okay. Tuesdays at four thirty-five. So awesome. so funny. He is such a smart guy too. Yep. Um, and so my point is, look at—I mean, look at the gift you've got with those two guys at tackle. Corey Lindsley now a veteran, and you know, you know, he started against the Bears last year was Justin McCray. Justin McCray, good yeah. backup guy, but he's too small. To be a starter. And now he gets to be a backup and flourish in that role again this year. Yeah. And remember that they did the Byron Bell thing last year. Oh, he he didn't, was horrible. He didn't start till later. Sure. They did the, and they had the uh, the guy from the Saints the year before that. But that's what they're doing. Instead, this year, they got 65 games and six years of NFL experience when they brought in an expensive free agent in Billy Turner. He's now your right guard. I'm not sold on that, dude. We'll see. But I'll tell you this. Um, I like Billy Turner. You like him? Yeah. So, so, there was a coach that told me years ago, I think it was actually when Darren College was coming in, and I said, what do you think, you know, how good is he going to be? He says, we won't know for the first 50 games. It takes 50 games for an offensive lineman in the NFL before he's seen everything, you know? And I said, wow, how about that? And I asked that a little flirt today. I said, is this the most, you've been around the league now, five different teams, is this the most experienced team you've ever had? And he said, I'll tell you what, it's the smartest. They're a really smart group, and he's right about that. They That's are, what I like to hear. Those starters, are, but you know what, They every time I bring up offensive line up there, whether it's the assistant coaches, whether I talk to defensive guys, you know what everybody brings up? 
Oh, Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins. Is he going to be able to get Lane Turner out of that job and save them some money? Well, just would you put a rookie up against Hicks? Nope. No. Next Thursday night? If he gets that job and gets in like week four, week five, and plays a Lane but Turner. But I'm asking around, and people are saying, I don't know. Maybe they cut Lane Turner, Taylor this weekend, save that money, and just give the because they talk up this kid. I go, but look at the drop-off they have in experience. Because you're starting line with Lane Taylor. He's three years. Look how much experience you've got. And then you've got Justin McCray with three years' experience, probably 20, 30 games. You can't yeah. cut Lane so Taylor. So you've got five guys and a no, guy with experience. Then you got Alex Light, who's probably had a handful of games, and Pankey. But that's like a perfect setup when it comes to experience and how an important experience is for offensive linemen and communication and all that. If you take out Taylor and you put in a rookie, now you got one experienced backup and a bunch of guys that are unproven. And him and Bakhtiari got on the same page in week one against that Bears defense, and they've never played together. And him and Lane that's are definitely, problem. On, uh, definitely on the same page. You want to talk about experience, Mike? How long have you been covering this team? Well, first game was 1982. Yeah, there's a reason why he's the best in the business, our green and gold football reporter. He's embedded. He is Mike Clemens. He joins us Tuesdays and Thursdays talking Packers football here on the fan. I was 20. I was 20, damn it, with a camera. How old were you in 82, Billy? How was I in 82? We'll wrap things up next. Wendy's Big (laughs) Show on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.